Got a very busy morning lined up for you. And we now know that the federal government, well, they're set to spend nearly half a billion dollars in new grants to accelerate Australia's clean hydrogen industry, with funding to be prioritised for regional areas. Now, the funding will go towards creating up to seven clean hydrogen industrial hubs, with the government identifying these seven locations based on their interest, existing capabilities and infrastructure and resources. Now, joining me on the line right now to talk further about this, is the Energy and Emissions Reduction Minister, Angus Taylor. Good morning to you. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, joining us this morning. Now, Minister, we know that uh, the federal government's already committed, I believe, $1.2 billion uh, to a hydrogen investment. What's the purpose of the additional $150 million? It's all about getting that critical infrastructure in place to support these hubs. We see Australia is uniquely positioned uh, across the world in terms of our capacity to produce uh, clean hydrogen, whether it's from renewables or from gas or indeed even from from coal, and do it in a way which is uh, very, very low or zero emissions. Uh, we have many sites. Um, Darwin is one of them. Darwin is a very, very good potential site. Uh, but we need to make sure we get that that infrastructure in place to support the development of the industry. This is no different from the early development of the LNG sector or the iron ore sector uh, in Australia. We've done it before. We know a lot about how to do it, but we do know we've got to get that critical infrastructure in place to attract that private sector investment, build up those markets uh, and build up, of course, the processing facilities that are going to be critical to building this industry. So why is Darwin being considered? Is Is it because we do have rich gas resources? Yeah, so Darwin has a couple of things, a number of things that are very useful. One is you've got a, a capable workforce that uh, has particularly been built up uh, with the, the development of the LNG sector. Uh, secondly, you've got good potential for uh, renewables um, uh, being there in the north, good irradiation. Uh, you've got a gas resource, which is extremely useful. There's some gas uh, CO2 sequestration options at, at Darwin. You've got the Beetaloo Basin uh, being developed. So all of those things in combination put Darwin in a, in a very strong position. Now, most countries in the world would die for having a location like that. We've got, we've got seven we've identified in Australia. So having significant commitment to getting these up and running is, is a real opportunity. The other thing you have in, in uh, Darwin is the relationship already with big export customers in Japan. And uh, this is where one of the early markets will be. We know that. Um, the, we've been in close dialogue with the Japanese on the potential to build that export market and Darwin is well positioned on that front as well. And so how are you going to determine which hubs or which locations realistically end up with these hubs and and just how big a chance is Darwin in with here? Well, it's been nominated as one of seven priority areas. So, you know, we've only nominated seven. It's one of them and uh, that puts it right on the list. Um, What we do need, though, is we need the private sector investment coming forward. Uh, That's critical. You can't build an industry like this purely with public money. Public money is critical to get that infrastructure supporting and enabling infrastructure in place. Um, uh, You know, the facilities you need to be able to to produce and export uh, and supply domestically. Uh, But the private sector money is crucial, so we do need to see that coming forward. But look, we're going to be working very closely to to give Darwin the very best chance of being one of uh, these hubs. I I certainly think it has the makings of it. Uh, And uh, as I say, we wouldn't have put it on the priority list if we didn't 
believe that. But so the reality of it is, by the sounds of it, that uh, that private investment is going to be crucial when it comes down to determining which locations these hubs actually do end up set up in? Yeah, that's, that's right. Now, you've already attracted an enormous amount of private sector investment in recent years. Um, and so, again, Darwin has a track record in doing that. But this is an industry that is ultimately going to be a public-private partnership. We need that private sector money coming forward. It can't purely be done on, on the government purse. So um, that will be really critical. I do know there's a number of players who are working on this now uh, in the private sector uh, to make the sort of investments that are going to be necessary. Uh, so we'll continue to encourage that. Now, obviously, the aim is, uh, is not only to have cleaner energy, but it is also about creating jobs. How many jobs could we see created here in the Northern Territory if indeed this does get off the ground for us? Well, look, when we did the National Hydrogen Strategy a couple of years ago, which got this the ball rolling on all of this, um, we saw the potential to, to create around 8,000 jobs across Australia. Um, so, you know, if there's seven hubs, you, you can you can do the maths on what a typical hub might be. But, you know, you, you're talking... You're talking certainly a, a thousand jobs in a um, in a particular hub over time, uh, and about eleven billion dollars a year in in GDP uh, over the next thirty years. But um, uh, the, the truth is that it's growing faster than we expected. If anything, there's upside on that. So we do think it's significant. Critical to that is not just the production of hydrogen, but the customer sectors that use the hydrogen. So, mm. I, I mean, what's extraordinary about hydrogen is it can be used in so many different applications. It can be used to produce fertiliser, ammonium nitrate. It can be used to, uh, uh, as a source of, of energy going into electricity generators. Obviously, it has great potential in the transport sector. So many of the jobs will come on the customer side, not just on the supplier side, and we certainly want to see that uh, happening in these hubs. Minister, my understanding is that uh, WA and also Tassie have got the likes of Twiggy Forest backing them. How do we compete with that? Well, you, you've, had, you've had no shortage of private sector investment in Darwin in recent years. In fact, just as I was listening and before I came on, uh, you were talking about exactly that. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, this is, Darwin has done this well and uh, knows a lot about how to do it, attract that private sector investment. So uh, I, I think, look, that the relationship that is really going to count in the early days to build a very fast export market will be the Japanese. There's no question about that. That, that is where there's a large market market they they desperately need clean hydrogen we need it too domestically mm. but it's a smaller market in australia than it is in japan and having that pre-existing relationship um, and that investment that's come from the japanese i think is a very very strong starting point i know that some people listening will be thinking to themselves is it really going to be clean energy if indeed we do still use gas i know that you've obviously pointed to solar and and others as well but I, i'll still put that to, to you is it really going to be clean energy if we are using gas from the beetaloo Yes, and, and here's why. Gas can be made into hydrogen with a very clean stream of CO2. So it, it just, without going through the detailed chemistry, you, you, you get hydrogen and you get CO2, and it's a very clean stream. It's not like burning coal in a coal-fired power station. And that means it can be sequestered at very low cost. You've got good sequestration options, and there's, they're only likely to improve uh, with a beta loo. So we do see great potential to produce uh, low emissions 
affordable hydrogen quickly and and that's the opportunity in this marketplace uh, and gas is there's no question it's part of it renewables are also part of it if you can do both then that's the best of possible all possible worlds and uh, that's certainly what you have the potential to do in Darwin. Minister when are we going to know the outcome of where these hubs are going to be set up and uh, and if Darwin is one of the locations? It'll be in the first part of, of next year. As I say, we've sent a very strong signal um, uh, in uh, nominating the priority locations already, but we will make a decision on this in the first part of next year. Well, Minister, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for coming on and, uh, and giving us a bit further detail. Good on you. Thanks, Thank Patty. you.